To listen to Memory Card episodes early and ad-free, consider supporting the show via Patreon at patreon.com memcard. Hey there, video game fans. I'm Ben Bertoli, and this is Memory Card. I've sent Push on a paid leave. Well, just leave. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to pay him. But that means I was able to invite another wonderful guest on the show. Joining me today, all the way from the island of Jersey, not to be confused with New Jersey, is Elliot Cole, better known online as The Retro Future. How are you doing, Elliot? Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm very excited to be here, and I'm looking forward to talking about very old, worthless junk. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, we love very old, worthless junk here on Memory Card. That's like our bread and butter. Um, You know, I guess making people appreciate very old, worthless junk. Why wouldn't they already? Yeah, I know, exactly. (laughs) We had to make a podcast all about it. Now, you're something of like a handheld master. I've watched loads of your videos. Um, and they have some of the coolest and rarest handheld systems out there, at least that I've seen, um, many of them Nintendo related. And as people who listen to this podcast know, we kind of lean towards Nintendo stuff, um, not on purpose, but our audience loves Nintendo. So we thought it would be a good uh, collaboration here. How did you get into collecting these types of devices? Um, so I obviously grew, I grew up, I was born in 1998, so I grew up playing uh, the Game Boy Advance, that was like my first um, handheld, and my, we actually got, my brother and I had one to share between the two of us, which was a terrible idea, I don't know why my parents did that, <laughs> um, and then when the Game Boy Advance SP came out, I remember, I remember the nights where my brother would keep his lights on in his room so that he could play the Game Boy Advance. Um, and my parents would kick off and then I remember the SP came out and obviously that was a bit of a game changer and when that came out we got one each so that was just like what started it all and um, obviously as I grew up a little bit I wanted to start looking at like some of the other ones that are available Um, at the time my mum was buying me um, the Nintendo the official Nintendo magazine oh yeah and on one of the issues at the back of one of the uh, issues which I've actually still got the exact copy and it's from 2009 um, there was like a a double page spread with like all of the old original Game Boys and when I saw them, I was just like, and there was a Donkey Kong Game & Watch. And when I saw them, I said, like, oh, my God, like one day I would like all of these. Um, and then I guess fast forward through all the different generations of Nintendo handhelds that I had. And I also had a Wii and um, all that kind of stuff. When I started earning some money, I was like, right, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy these. And then I started, I was, I always made videos and whatnot throughout my life. And then I just started filming this specific adventure of my of my life which was just buying and doing up game boys and then here i am it's kind of that's kind of it i just (laughs) i didn't really expect to become a youtuber out of it i just wanted to document my sort of experiences with it and uh and then yeah four years later it's been an incredible ride yeah it seems like you really kind of have a knack for finding these things and um actually like obtaining them you know it's one thing to find a picture online or read like an article yeah. about something i just don't have a life <laughs> so i just spend all my time like just trying to find these things yeah we had uh liam robertson on uh, a while ago and he found the 
the keyboard thing that went along with the uh, the work the work boy. Oh yeah, is that from Digino Gaming? Yeah, he's a good friend of yeah, the show. Amazing. So we we actually did an episode about different weird Game Boy add-ons, and he sent me a DM like I'm actually talking to this person who's going to send me one, and I was like, no way, that's crazy. No way. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was just a myth. And then when he made that video, I was literally like, what? Um, and my friend um, Ashens works in the same office as him. And um, so when I heard that it was Digina Gaming, I was like, what were the chances of that? I mean, it was an incredible video. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I was sure that any prototypes had been like tossed long ago or, you know, uh, just were some private collector never see the light of day so it's wild yeah exactly. but you found stuff like uh recently at least as of recording um promotional switch light uh, a game boy a pokemon game boy light l-i-g-h-t yeah ds with one screen how do you find these things ah well if i told you that um i'd have <laughs> i know <laughs> um well a lot of time um you know i i look around on japanese auction sites all the time um, and you just got to get be in the right place at the right time and then and then just go for it. It turns into a bit of a crazy bidding war sometimes. And obviously, I look at it from not from the am I buying this at the acceptable value perspective? I'm buying it from the think of the the amount of people who are going to love finding out about this stuff. So and then when I finally get my hands on it, you know, the videos just write themselves like they're just exciting. You know that I mean, I get I love it. I get so excited about it. I suppose the only thing that scares me slightly is that there is only a finite amount of these things. Um, and if I'm just absolutely blitzing through finding all these crazy things and the, the idea of running out of them is is pretty real. But I love it. It's fun. Those videos are there forever. Um, people who grew up playing these devices and then never heard of a DS with one screen. I mean, they're <laughs> obviously going to love that. The fact that that even exists. And uh, hopefully my videos are are there for people to get excited about these crazy things because during the time that these things were relevant youtube wasn't such a as much of a thing or um or whatever so it's nice to actually sh shine some light on these crazy little things yeah yeah that's understandable because i mean some of these things uh, like like i said you know people have heard of but other ones you know you pop up with these videos and i'm like wow I've n i did had no idea this thing ever existed and now you know i get a, a chance to look at it yeah is it expensive to ship things all the way from Japan to, to Jersey? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, a big box, my, maybe like $100, $100 or something like that um, to ship a big box of stuff. And then you've got your import fees on top of that, which in Jersey is pretty okay. But I think in, in the rest of the world, it could be quite expensive. But it, it certainly works quite well for me. So, What would you say is the rarest item in your collection? Oh, my goodness uh well rare is an interesting word because obviously rare is like it is the sort of indicating the amount of them being quite low mm -hmm. um but i've got i've got things that are definitely more i've got some very desirable things that aren't specifically as rare i, I don't know rare maybe i don't know i mean i've got some prototype devices um yeah i mean prototype devices are obviously quite quite rare because they're maybe only made in you know, a matter of tens or whatever. Right. I've got, and it's not completely certain, but I made a video about it. Um, it's a Game Boy Color that has the print of a Game Boy Light on it. So one of the Game Boy Lights um, was a Tezuka Productions. Um, it's basically Astro Boy. Mm -hmm. um, and the print was, it was on a red, a clear red Game Boy Light. And I found on a Yahoo Auctions 
a Game Boy Color, clear Game Boy Color, not a red clear one, just a regular clear Game Boy Color with the exact same print on it. Huh. And it was like, what? That was never a thing. So what, what's going on here? So I bought that for quite a lot of money and came down, studied the print, and it genuinely looks like... The, the print is identical. It genuinely looks like someone took this shell, whacked it in the machine, uh, UV printed this this design onto a Game Boy Color, and then just took it home. And it was just a one-off. Oh, jeez. Kind of like uh, Metal Jesus Rocks did a video about a, a Halo Xbox that was basically the story of it was that one of the guys who worked in Xbox just wanted, uh, his son or something, wanted like a an Xbox combination that didn't exist. It was like clear green or clear orange with the Halo print on it. It wasn't a real thing, but at the time of it being in production, it was okay to just whack a different shell in there, <laughs> laser um, print the, the writing on it and take it home to the sun. But then years later when it when it surfaces, it's like, what is this artifact? So <laughs> that's probably my the rarest thing, definitely, because there's probably only one of them in the world, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. All right, here's another kind of hard question. So what's your... What's your favorite thing that you found? Oh my! Or is, there, is there something from your childhood that you really wanted? You know, that was in that magazine that now you own it. And you're like, oh, this is my, you know, my own personal holy grail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you know what? That was recently acquired. One that was on the list for a very, very long time. Um, one of the things that I saw that was like, I really want one of those one day when I was probably ten. Um, and it's a Game Boy Light, a, a Famitsu Game Boy Light. Um, and the packaging is absolutely unbelievable. The artwork of it is just unbelievable. If you type in, um, whoever's listening, Famitsu 500 Game Boy Lights and have a look at that purple packaging with the, the artwork on the front. And it's a clear Game Boy Light with white buttons and a white screen bezel. It's just the aesthetic. It is just unbelievable, the whole thing. And, and I managed to finally get one of those. And I managed to get number 52 out of 5,000. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very pleased. Wow. And the the packaging itself, I mean, the packaging looks awesome. I've seen it. But it's kind of flimsy, isn't it? You know, like, easy, yeah. e easily bent, easily, you know, yeah. broken. So the fact that you found one that was still, like, in such good condition is... Dream come true, honestly. Outrageous. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a pair of devices that you own that have always kind of mystified me, and I thought maybe you could give me a little bit of a background on them. And they are the Cougar Boy and the Mega Duck. <laughs> what What is the history behind these handhelds? First of all, can you kind of describe what they look like since, you know, we don't have a, a video here? Okay, so the, if you imagine a, a DMG Game Boy, uh, except not as rectangular and more sort of like, it's got like almost like, a waist to it so like it has this central sort of point where a curve meets in the center of the of the device so it's kind of like a an infinity shape or, or just the number eight uh, if you imagine the number eight it's kind of a bit, bit like that it's a bit weird and then it's just kind of looks like a game boy if you hadn't seen a game boy in 50 years and then it's essentially their um taiwanese uh knockoffs of the game boy so it's not a clone it doesn't play Game Boy games, it plays its own library of games. Um, and there was a very sh small amount of them released. I think maybe something like 25 or, you know, a very small amount of games. Um, some really ridiculous ones. Snake Roy, um, Railway. I mean, I can't, there's, can't remember them all, but there's some really stupid ones. Um, Beast Fighter, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, they're, they're really hard to find, to be honest, because 
they were really mainly marketed towards sort of poorer parts of the world where maybe a Game Boy wasn't um, as easily accessible. So they had them in um, South America, you know, Brazil. That was where the Cougar Boy came in. The Cougar Boy and the Mega Duck are essentially the same thing, just different branding. Um, and often with these devices as well, when they would go out of business because it was inevitably failing, the an, another company would buy it. Oh. So there's actually a longer list than just the Cougar Boy and the Mega Duck. You've got the you got the Cougar Boy by um, uh, Cougar Electronics. You got the Mega Duck by VideoJet. You got a Mega Duck by Hartung, which is a German market. The VideoJet was the French one, um, and then you've got the Creatronic Mega Duck, which was for the oh, I don't know which one that was for. It might have been the European market or something. Um, but yeah, and then and then there's a, a a an Asian market which was called the Good Boy Mega Duck. So uh, <laughs> it's all over the place, and some of them look similar. Some of them have different color color designs on them, and um, and yeah, that's it really. I mean, they're, they're just they're really fun devices. They're just a low poly Game Boy essentially with with much worse games. And is there any kind of a background on the names? Now you said one of the actual companies was called cougar electronics right yeah yeah so that kind of makes sense why you would call it the cougar boy but does mega duck come from anything do we know anything about that all we know is that it's got to be one of the best names that has ever existed for a console (laughs) yes the good boy mega duck so so of of those of those different variants um how many do you have uh all of them but the good boy one and I, i've got i've got one it's in the it's in the horizon i'm just trying to make it make it happen um but they're very very hard to find they're very hard to find but yeah i've got all the other ones that sound means that we're putting the episode on pause just for a moment so we can briefly explain how you can support memory card if you enjoy our content you can show your support by leaving positive reviews on your podcasting service of choice Four or five stars and a few kind words go a long way when it comes to convincing others to give the show a listen. So please do so if you find the time. Spreading the word is also super helpful. If you know anyone who's into gaming or history, or maybe even both, you should consider sharing memory card with them. Every season, we strive to reach a wider audience, and you can help. If you're feeling extra supportive, you can head over to patreon.com slash memcard. Every single one of our patrons gets access to early and ad-free episodes. Higher tiers include bonus episodes, shoutouts, stickers, and more. We certainly hope you'll check it out and consider becoming one of our lovely patrons. Once again, that's patreon.com slash M-E-M-C-A-R-D. Oh yeah, I put my uh, memory card sticker on my phone case. Uh, Where'd you put yours? Uh, yeah, I slapped one on my laptop, and I also put one on my skateboard helmet. Wait, you got more than one? Thanks for taking the time to hear us out. Let's get back to the show. I know you can hear me. What do the uh, game cartridges look like? Are they very similar to the Game Boy cartridges, the old school Game Boy ones? Yeah, they kind of look like a Game Boy cartridge, except instead of doing the sensible thing, which would be to house the pins internally in the cartridge, they stick out. So, so the pins are always exposed. Hmm. So it's kind of like a Wonder Swan. Yeah, exactly like a Wonder Swan, except it doesn't right. have the nice plastic protective case that the Wonder Swan games have. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had uh, Kelsey Lewin, who is often on Metal Jesus Rocks uh, YouTube channel. She came on and talked to us all about the Wonder Swan. Oh, amazing. So we're 
we're we're up on up on our our handhelds. Kelsey's a, a a great person. She's well into it. She's she's awesome. She's actually the one that helped me get a hold of a Wonder Swan. I have a, a orange one here sitting on my desk. Oh, nice. That I play from time to time. What games have you got for it? I only have a few. I have uh, Gunpei, the puzzle game. Very and nice. And then I had a friend who got me a, an unopened. Um, I always forget the name of it. It's the the one with the rhythm one with the frog lady. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, it's not Beat Mania, is it? No, there there is a Beat Mania for it. I can't remember. But yeah, you should get Tetris as well. Tetris is a fantastic for it. And Puzzle Bobble, they're amazing as well. There's one I have too that's a puzzle game with like crows, I think. Oh, right. I don't know that one. I wish I could read it. I have it right here in my hands. Uh, this just got a picture of a crow. And you have to like guide these different water droplets down to the ground in a certain way. It's pretty fun. And it's actually got a, t a box, so I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> oh, wow. So are there any other parts of your collection that you... Uh, uh, feel like people need to know about is there any like really weird obscure knockoffs or um you know versions of game boys or uh, ds's that you think people should know more about um well to be honest my channel documents them all true i've just reviewed um on my second channel because i did make a video on my main channel for it but i didn't have a boxed one at the time uh the the dsml uh which is a regular nintendo ds the original nintendo ds that china have decided to um injection mold a new shell for it that basically looks like a game boy light but just bigger so it's like a a game boy light but 20 percent bigger which actually has an original nintendo ds inside of it and then they've whacked it in packaging which looks like a dsi packaging and they've removed the word Nintendo from the entire device and then they're selling it on like Taobao for £15. So wow. I made a video on that, which is obscure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess my channel is all about the weird stuff that you never knew existed, really. Um, I mean, my channel is about loads of things, but I, I just document stuff that I find really interesting. And it might be a, it might be a fake Game Boy that Amazon's selling for an inexpensive amount of money that I just want to see what you can get for your money and if you can have fun with it for that amount of money. Or I'll review some sort of a development system that contractually people were never allowed to share images of. And then those, um, those things eventually get leaked onto, uh, you know, decades later onto auction sites. I'll snap them up, cover cover them on my channel. I've not signed any NDAs, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just a uh, it's just a bit of fun, really. I just want to showcase the stuff that made our memories and our nostalgia possible um, in ways that we didn't even know. Yeah, I just want to uh, I just want to you know make people aware of the really cool stuff that was out there that existed that made everything possible that we know now, and I think people enjoy seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a game from back in the Game Boy Advance era that you really are fond of, like a or a favorite series that you like to play? Um, I really like Kuru Kuru Kirin. Is this the one with like the the rotating? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolute amazing game. To be honest, I'm a massive fan of games that that don't require a lot of like thought process. You know, you, you don't have to be too invested in it so tetris is a great example you know you pick up tetris you play tetris for 10 minutes you put tetris down you pick it up a week later and it's still just as fun you know I, sometimes i don't have the time to always sit down and, and invest 
you know, uh, uh, several hours into this storyline-based game. That being said, obviously, I love um, Ocarina of Time. It's my favorite game. Or Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. Absolutely unbelievable. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Klonoa, the Moonlight Museum, that's for the Wonderswan, actually. That's an exceptionally good game. I like Mario Kart, of course. I mean, yeah, I don't really know. I'm all over the place. Trip World's a great game as well. Solar Striker, that is a fantastic Game Boy game. Again, that's just like a pick up and play. You sort of just fire around these uh, these little planes and shoot things down. And well, not planes. It's like a spaceship. And uh, yeah, every every time it's the same game, but you just somehow find it fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to me. Those are, I like those kind of games that you can just kind of pick up every now and then. So obviously, you've told us, you know, if people want to see these devices, if they want to keep up with all the cool stuff that you're discovering and uh, shipping over and showing off, they should uh, go to your YouTube channel. Do you have any uh, hopes for the future? Do you have any uh, devices that you're after currently? Or do you not want to mention just in case? They, so you want them to be a surprise? There's always devices I'm after. Uh, there's lots of things. I'm looking for some... Uh, more variants of Game Boys, some prototype Game Boys that I haven't got yet, some Game Boy game cartridges that are not, they weren't for resale, they were sort of store kiosk versions. I mean, the, the list is is endless. Um, I'm looking out for loads of stuff all the time, crazy accessories that I want. Um, I think the, the thing I'm looking forward to doing in the future, um, I just bought a 1976 Honda, which is a little Japanese... Oh. Uh, moped which is made of metal and the metal's rusted and i'm going to be doing a restoration on that um it'll be a sort of a series on my channel so by the time you're watching this or listening to this rather that might be starting because it's a project that i'm not gonna be able to start for a few months so i'm I'm really excited for that um it's gonna be a little bit different but i'm hoping that my audience are gonna give it a try and, and come with me and see what they think and uh yeah i think i just want the diversity on my channel a bit more to expand because Game Boys are, are going to run out at some point and um, I'm going to be going to move across to something else, you know. That's right. I, you're not going to uh, like try and put a Game Boy into your Honda and, you know, it seems a little dangerous, maybe. I would very much to like run. to think that that would be possible um, and I will try and find a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. So uh, where can folks find you online? Just the retro future on everything. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. But yeah, just the retro future on, on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatever you tickle whatever tickles your fancy. Um, come have a little look, see what you think. Stick around if you like it. And uh, thank you very much for giving it a try, if you do. Do you ever have uh, fans reach out and say, hey, I found this thing or, you know, I discovered that this existed and they, and they send you on like a chase to go get it? Yeah, a few times, actually. Um, I was highlighted some really cool knockoff stuff from China that um, that I was tipped off about. So that, that I've ordered and hoping that's going to come down soon. And yeah, a few things. What's really cool about this community as well is all the stuff that gets made all the time. Mm. You know, BoxyPixel making some incredible aluminium or aluminum devices and uh, a new company called Epilogue making this uh, this GB cartridge reader that allows you to um take your your video game your game with game library and emulate straight onto your computer so you can capture footage or play on a bigger screen and i mean the amount of stuff that comes out you know there's some guy made a uh, a test cartridge using gb studios and sent that to me the community that's in that that has been built from game boys that you know just the talent and stuff that that's really exciting for me always and i'm very blessed that 
people want to send that stuff to me and, and hear my thoughts on it because yeah it's, it's a really awesome community and it's it's been a fantastic run so far and i've enjoyed every moment of it well fantastic yeah well if anybody uh knows anybody out there who's listening to memory card if you know of anything that you haven't seen on elliot's channel or if you know of something that maybe he's never heard of uh definitely reach out to him and uh thank you elliot thank you for coming on the show today it was it was really fun to talk all this cool stuff dude thanks for having me yeah, of course, anytime. Thank you very much, man. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music was crafted by talented chiptune composer Jamatar. You can find more of his bangin' beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow. Or you can visit our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at SuperBenTendo and at PushDustin, respectively. Have you considered supporting MemoryCard on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, all of which get access to early, ad-free episodes. These people include Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Tyler Davis, Courtney Cotton, Harrison, Jorge Vajija, Manuel Vitella, Ray Schneider, Shala, Nick Callis, Sandra L., Robert Melville, and Aaron S., all of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com slash memcard. We'll be back really soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you soon.